it's time for part two of our throwback throwdown of you know, that classic genre of what if the White House got invaded. It's my favorite genre. It's my favorite genre, and they only did it this one year. <laughs> How dare they? How dare they? Let's do it! Quality Home Entertainment. My name is Logan Nielsen. And joining me as always is my partner in chief. <laughs> speaker of this podcast. Oh, uh, speaker of the cast. Would would co-host in chief have been better? I like I like partner in I like chief. Partner in that chief. was better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's my good friend Dustin Pixley. Hi, Dustin. <gasps> Hi, Logan. How are you? I'm so good guy? now. Doing good? Yeah, we're back, baby. We're back and we're better than ever. And we're talking about two movies that make me go, meh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eh. I see you, you did something. You you sure got everyone together and made a movie, huh? Uh, we're still sipping on, as revealed in our last episode, our uh, American AF Golden Ale from Lark Brewing Company in Cedar Falls. Which I will say, this Iowa. beer is clean. This beer is clean. Clean. Listen, it says right here, clean, crisp, they traditional. Do, they're right. It is those things. Because some smaller breweries, yep. they're not clean, man. They're not clean. Mm-mm. This one's clean. It's, it's crisp. Good. Like we said, it's a beer-ass beer. Um, but it's tasty. It's, it's, got, it's got a little crunch to it. Which, which I actually like. I wanted when I was trying to select a beer because I wanted something kind of chill, just, just normal. I don't real, want nothing crazy. Real middle America. Real middle America. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Real salt of the earth. Yeah. That's what we wanted. That's and that's right. why we started with Bushlight Peach in the last episode. <laughs> I wanted something with a mustache and a mullet. That's what I wanted. That's, yeah, this has it. That bird's holding a crayon. Do you notice that? Oh, because look at that. It's a lark, but he's coloring his head white to look like a bald eagle. Do you see what they're doing? They're coloring the bird. I see that now. I just looked at the design of the can. But Because, Logan, it's a lark. It's well, it's well, it's a lark, the bird, but also doing it as a lark. Exactly. And then also, we got to make it American AF, which means painting its back black, painting its head white, like the American bald eagle, the greatest bird on this earth. They are beautiful birds. They I are do. gorgeous. I never get tired of seeing They're them. They're fucking huge. They're huge, and I love it. And I, it's something I was telling some students of mine where I was like, because they're kids, and I'm like, you guys, it used to be rare to see them in our lifetime. It was crazy to it was see a bald eagle in the wild. Back in the day, when it was you super saw one. exciting. So that's why I'm still excited, but they're not endangered anymore. You know? No, they're listen. Those things are around, surviving and thriving, my friend. Like us, Living like the show. Lives. Look at us, like the show. Two guys in headbands, <laughs> matching headbands in a basement. Now you, I noticed you with your headband. You put it directly I, on your head. I did. You chose to go directly. I on did because I'm doing it over my headphones. Which and I my do head. like. It doesn't feel great. I wondered. <laughs> it feels, I wondered. It not, seems tight. Not bad. Not even that. It's just it feels weird because basically a headband is only touching touching part of my head, <laughs> but on the sides it's not, and that feels weird. It, it would be putting yeah. to only feel it touching the front of my head is a strange. It's feeling. just a piece of cloth on the front. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. It's like I have bangs. Is what it kind of feels like. <laughs> so now, 
we got to do part two of our throwback throwdown uh, because we had just covered White House Down, the Roland Emmerich joint starring Magic Mike and Mr. Bate himself. <laughs> I was trying to think of a different character name. Trying- <laughs> and, and Ray, Ray Charles. Ray yeah. Charles uh, and Videodrome and... Ch- Tubbs? Is it Crockett? Oh, uh, Videodrome was James Woods, but yeah, he was, so he would have been Tubbs in in Jamie Foxx. Oh, I was in, still on I mean, Fox. Okay, you're still on Fox. Videodrome, yeah. um, uh, Shape of Water theater guy. It's Richard Jenkins. Oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, uh, which at the end of that movie, when he has his little freak out, where he's like, "You'll never," die, it reminded me when he turns into a, a when he turns into a dinosaur. That T Rex brothers. Yeah. So T Mr. T Rex himself. Mr. T Rex himself. Uh, guy from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> um, who were from New York? Who were from New York? Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal plays a who were in uh, Deuces Wild. Rude, I think it's called. rude. The well, she, the she does the deuce. the deuce. Sorry, yeah, she does though. All right, fine. A, a woman of the night, an entrepreneurial <laughs> pornographer, please, <laughs> please, Dustin. All right, I apologize. This is a progressive show. They're not. They're not whores. They're business people. <laughs> um, uh, and young actress Joey King. There. Yeah. And everyone's child Joey King. And everyone. Everyone's daughter Joey King. Now we're doing the other movie that came out because, like we said, uh, you seem to have these memorized last time. March eighteenth. Lips has fallen. This one came out June twenty eighth. You fucking psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. March 18th. $70 million budget. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one came out earlier, though, where we get we went a little backwards in release. This one came out first, which those had to affect each other. Because like, these well, are so similar. So movies. you know what's wild? Yeah. I had read that White House Down pushed. They were supposed to be in November. They pushed they up pushed because up. of. Uh, yeah. I could see that. Olympus Has Fallen is the first installment in the Has Fallen film series. <laughs> what a great trilogy to I get why you're saying that, but that is yeah, that's not a good title for a franchise. Creighton Rothenberger and Katrine Benedict uh wrote this. Directed by Antoine Fuqua, who uh like we talked about in the last episode, we some reason talked about that movie. This movie we too did, much in that episode. We did too many tangents on that one. Yeah, uh, but he directed. I guess, are we? Just, are we? Guess are we in it? Were we doing any of our business? We're just in it. We're just. In Let's it. just get in it. Cool. All right. So I'll just play the stinger in the middle of this sentence. And now your feature presentation. Mr. President, we're ready for you. Our guests have arrived. I'd like to welcome you to the White House, sir. There's been an intrusion. Let's go. Move. Give me the Pentagon on the line now. Olympus is falling. Olympus is falling. Antoine Fuqua directed this movie. Uh, his other movies he did. The Replacement Killers, Bait, starring one uh, Jamie L. Fox, uh, Training Day, Tears of the Sun. He did the 2004 King Arthur movie, which I did not know. 
the one with Clive Owen. Yes. And Kira Knightley. Uh, Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Shooter. Yep. Maki Mock. Uh, Maki Mock. Uh, Brooklyn's Finest. Which one was that? Oh, that was Richard Gere, Don Cheadle, Ethan Hawke, Wesley Snipes. I remember this movie coming I out. I vaguely I remember this one. I think it was uh, pretty, uh, like, under, under you know. It seemed little... like an under the radar yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Equalizer. That's his. Dude, he's done all of them. He's done all three of those. I think there's a fourth one coming out that he didn't do, though. No, the third one's coming out. That's what it is. Third one hasn't come out yet. Oh, is that what it is? I thought there was a fourth one. Okay, you're right. And he did do that one, too. Huh, yeah. So he did all three of these. Southpaw? Yes, Jake. Uh, another Gyllenhaal. Another Gyllenhaal. The Connections. But he did. But Gyllenhaal wasn't in this one. She was in the last no. one. No. Uh, he did The Magnificent Seven. With like Pratt Re- and Denzel. Denzel and... Uh, it's got a pretty big cast. Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, I saw it once and I did not enjoy it. I How never your saw it. Didn't never okay. saw it. Ethan Hawke is in that one as well. Peter okay. Sarsgaard, I believe, is the bad guy. Pete. Peter. <laughs> uh, Infinite, another Marky Mark joint. Yeah, that was like a straight to Paramount. That was like the one of the first, like, before it kicked off where all these streaming services. Oh, yeah. That was a straight to Peacock? Or a straight to Paramount? Yeah. Really? Yep. Uh. Um, the guilty. Which one was that? Oh, that's a that was a. I heard that name. It's it's Jake. That's a Jake Gyllenhaal. No idea what it's about. Peter Sarsgaard's in that too. So is Ethan Hawke. Well, someone's guilty. That's for damn sure. Someone's friggin' guilty. He's a producer on Bullet Train. They had that now for. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they did Emancipation. Will Smith's Please Still Love Me. Yeah, the the Apple original. He's doing a lot of originals for uh for uh, streaming services. I think that's kind of what everyone's doing when you're a big movie star now is now yeah, do that. absolutely. Because I think you can make a big, you can make a bigger deal up front because you don't really make right. box office anymore. So yeah, because there's not a back yeah. end on that. Absolutely. I do get his movies sometimes confused with David Ayer's, which I did in the last you, episode. Yeah, you did. I do sometimes think he also made David Ayer's movies, but I forget. Because I think in my head, too, he, he did... Uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Michael Pena movie, the where they're cops. Oh, what's uh, called? So, Night wa- something Watch, Last Watch, or uh, was that? Uh, it might be Last Watch. End of Watch. End of Watch, right? And it, that's I'm a, almost certain. Isn't that a David Ayer's movie? I believe it is. That I don't know. I've seen it before, but I do not know who directed that. By David Ayer, yeah, very yeah. nice. Yeah, so I I I get I do get there. Their movies intertwined in my well, they're, David they're, Ayer, Yeah, they're... He did Fury. Yeah. Also. He did the first Fast and Furious David Ayer. Did he really? And SWAT. Hey, that's a good connection because there no. is an actor from the first Fast and Furious in our movie. He's the he's the villain. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, not in the first Fast and Furious. Yeah, he is. Is he? Well, he's not a villain in that movie, but he's like the... Oh, you're right. He's, he's in that one. He's the leader of that gang. Of the... of the Yeah, the... The, the rival gang. I think the triad gang. They're, they're the triad. Yeah, now, you I know what that thing called, you know, race wars. That. <laughs> yeah, Street Kings, Sabotage, Suicide Squad. He did the Netflix movie Bright. Tell me David Ayer and Antoine Foucault's movies. Oh, they're... They all not start... Not only they're using the same The same fucking actors, people. Yeah. They kind of look the same. They have similar vibes well, to and them, And they both seem tones. to like just jump around to different... Yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're kind of whatever genre you need them for. 
No, I could definitely see why you yeah. would uh, mix up the yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel better now because looking yeah, you, through his, I'm just like yeah. these also sound like Antoine yeah. Fuqua movies. You've, you've justified. <laughs> I've, yeah, yes. I, I feel better now about mixing them up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Olympus has fallen. Hey, what if North Korea attacks the White House? Yeah, what if? Because wow, this one is straight up. This White House down has this complicated plot of of you know people In, who inside feel, job people who feel jilted. Uh, you know people who have. They feel like they've been wronged by the United States. Wronged by the United States, one way or the other, and they feel like they are doing their civic duty as Americans, carrying out this plot of terrorism. Basically, this one is: Hey, remember North Korea, that country we have problems with? Well, they came to Washington. (laughs) Mister Korea comes to Washington, (laughs) and uh, and that's that's what happens. But also, we have. Also, a, 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 a mild, a mild diehard happening. We do. Very, a very little, s- subtle. A mild diehard happening where we have uh, an inside man who shouldn't be there, you know, a cop on the inside. Um, him and the president have a past, but they pass the cold open, seem to never have a scene together again. <laughs> I really thought this movie was more about those two interacting. I thought this movie was about their relationship, and it is very much it's not. It's so much not. It is very much not. Because this movie starts with uh, Gerard Butler. Oh, I guess I didn't say who all stars in it. We have Gerard Butler. He's our main guy. Mike. Um, I, don't know, I can't remember his last name. Banning? Yes, Banning. Good job. Mike Banning. Uh, the Abyss. Uh yeah, this mo- this movie lives <laughs> this, in the Aaron Eckhart is, abyss. Yeah. Let's talk about the Aaron Eckhart abyss. It's something we brought up before. Actors who never quite stuck the landing as like a Hollywood star. They they just couldn't yeah get over the horizon. And boy howdy, you got Aaron Eckhart playing President Benjamin Asher. You have or Benjamin Asher, sorry, not Asher, Asher. Uh, Gerard Butler as Mike Banning. You have uh, Cole Hauser as Agent Roma. He lives in that. Fuck. He he was he lived there before it was called the Aaron Eckhart Abyss. I think he yeah he led the march. I think at this point. Uh, Dylan McDermott, Radia Mitchell, uh, and then and then you also have like you know you have Ashley Judd. She she escaped before the abyss. She did. She kind of just bowed out. She was like yeah. I see what's coming. Uh, I'm gonna go. Morgan Freeman, who's in his own weird thing of like. A legend has kind of become a fallen star, but I think no one wants to admit it. Yeah. Because he's not really in A-list stuff anymore. A big part is because, too, he had a lot of allegations over a couple years. <laughs> yeah. and I think everyone wants to be like, let's just let us just let Morgan Freeman bow out while we still have Morgan Freeman. I think, it, yeah, we're just letting him slowly fade I away. I think so. Yeah. Angela Bassett, who, not quite the abyss, but I don't know. A TV legend. I, I was gonna her. say. I would. Yeah, I was gonna say. She kind of shifted more television. Yeah, and which found, was, found her place, there, which, which was a great move, great move. for her. Yeah. Great move for her. Uh, and then you do have Robert Forster, who I think is he's just that is a legendary character actor. He is. Yeah, yeah, because he's not he's not looking to lead a movie, but he's gonna leave yeah. his uh, he's gonna leave his his print on those movies. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna remember him. Yeah, because the dude put in twenty years of solid work before Jackie Brown. You know what I mean? Right. You know, so, yeah. and like he's just one of those guys that you like. Um, Melissa Leo, I just, you know, she's kind of, which, uh, she plays, oh, she, the, um, what is her, what's her role in that? She's a secretary, secretary of something. something, Yeah. But she's in that, but she's the one who's like next to Aaron Eckhart the whole time when they're held hostage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Her. Cause at first I saw her, I'm like, is that fucking Melissa Leo in this part? And then 
Yeah. Yeah. See, this movie, this is this is an, this is a re- this is a real red box movie that got released in theaters. You and know, had it two was sequels. though. But in 2013, they were all like on the horizon. All these people, they were not like. But I think a couple of them had already had their like because this is after Aaron Eckhart did that fucking Frankenstein movie. Ah, uh, that's true. And this is after like this was kind of I think. You I think this was like their last effort to like really try to? I think to make stars out of some of them. Okay, because this though, I think after this, uh, suddenly Gerard Butler had. More I was movies. gonna say, I think this is kind of Gerard Butler's, like come back, climb. In, come back in a sense, but all yeah. these movies that he's done since have been like that movie Greenland or like these movies are like yeah, that is I think technically a movie, but <laughs> no, and it, yeah, they are. They're just like they they just try to be these know nothing blockbusters. There's, no nothing blockbuster is a very yeah because it, it, it's a wide release red box movie it yeah. is something that seems like it should go to the red box yeah, but they had a little more money right you know i mean more than a red box movie obviously but because red box movies cost like a couple mil you know usually a lot of them but oh yeah and that's usually just to pay the one star whoever name yeah whatever, whatever name like uh, Bruce Willis would be the one coming to my mind right Bruce now. Bruce Willis' last few years in his Redbox stuff where you find out it's like, oh, he got like a million dollars through like a week of work. Yeah. You know? Um, and a lot of these guys were already in that, you know, another king of the Aaron Eckhart Abyss, Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. You know? But he's also he's, really happy to be in that abyss. He he, he he is happy to be in that abyss. He is. And he claws his way out every now and then. He, he does. He, he, he pokes his head out. But he's comfy. Not, he's comfy I've, in the void. <laughs> I've listened to a podcast recently yeah. with him, and yeah, he's very, very comfortable where he's at. He's just happy to be working. I like those guys. He seems like a very, like, just like, very upbeat, very nice yeah. guy. You're just like... You, I got to be in some cool movies, and people keep paying me to do yeah. movies. Isn't that great? No, and he's not, yeah, he's not pissy about where he's at. Yeah. Yeah, because some guys see, do seem bitter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- this one, though, yeah, straight up just... Let's fucking fight North Korea, man. Like that's <laughs> that's what this one does. But let's jump into our cold open because we have a pretty uh pretty Bro, big cold open. This one I didn't know there was going to be a twist cold open for this one because the way it started, I'm like, where's this gonna go? Uh, but we meet uh we meet the family. We're at Camp David. We're at Camp right? David. It's Christmas time. We meet uh, the president, played by Mr. Eckhart. We meet uh Mike Banning, played by you. Know, those two? Oh, uh, absolutely. Played by. The old Gerard Butler, who, you know what, is just given his college best to do an American accent. I did notice. He's really, it's, really. It's like, just so, it's, when you're that mush Scottish, it's so hard. What I love is that his face is strained sometimes. He is trying so hard to do an American accent. <laughs> I almost had a, yeah. I almost got a spit You almost take. got a spit take out of that. It was not that big of a drink either, but you almost got one. Yeah, it does. He does feel like he's trying because, especially too, like very clear they overcome it. There's just moments where it gets a little too like New York or whatever, but like it's out of the blue and does not fit like anything he's done yet. Okay, asshole. Yo, hey, who's running the show? Hmm. Are you speak English? They teach you that where you come from. Because you know what they teach me is how to extract information from people like you. And then you also meet uh, uh, Dylan McDermott, who the second I saw him, I was like, well, he's going to be a villain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, some... it's the James Woods effect. We're just like, yeah. 
And it's like, Dylan McDermott doesn't always play a villain, but when he's a secondary character, he's usually antagonistic to a point. You know what I mean? If he's Well, like it just didn't make sense to where he was at. Of why is he playing this character. And they mention he's retiring, so you're like, okay. Why is he this character? They're not going to put you in the be. movie for two minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. were you a big enough pull at this point, you're coming back. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but um, and then the first lady played by Ashley Judd. Uh, oh, but... At this point, uh, the president and Mike, they're best buds. Yes, they're, they're, they're having training. A, they're doing a little. They're having a boxing. They're, which they're having a little Rocky three. Did you think that was going to come back and it just did not? Yes. Okay. Yes, I thought you did. Whereas White House Down needed to call back everything it set up, this one almost refused to call back anything. <laughs> it's like there were several. They're just like. <laughs> See, we're highlighting this. See, this would be a great time Forget to bring it. back. Uh, no, because I thought I thought for sure at some point the president would was going to knock somebody was out, fight somebody. No, just nope. gets his shit rocked at one point. Motherfucker just is, spends most movies sitting with his hands tied up and then gets beat up. You know what? Yeah, for Aaron Eckhart, this is a pretty easy paycheck. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, but they're they're having a little boxing sesh. They're do they're doing a little little end of Rocky three. Yep. Um, and they're 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 uh, not only jabbing physically, but uh, also while talking. They're throwing little also jabs verbally. At each other. They're verbally, verbally. They're, they're having a little. Thank you, thank they're you. Having a little uh, yeah, they're just to just to truly show you, these guys are buddies. And then it just shows how close Mike is with the family because yeah. the kid looks up to him, and the kid well, wants to ride with him. But then he goes in, he barges into their bedroom. I'm convinced he was trying to see Ashley Judd naked, trying to see a little something. Absolutely. Or or the president naked. I, I'm not going to listen. Presume I would love to see both those people naked. <laughs> Same time. Um, Same time, even better. Are you kidding me? I got a busy schedule. <laughs> if we can throw Gerard in there, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Get Dylan in there too. Oh, stop. Fuck it. I'll look him. Robert Forster. I'll look him. Let's <laughs> think people naked. I want to know. <laughs> um. <laughs> But then, uh, yeah, because they're going to some sort a of holiday, yeah, fundraiser, billionaires fundraiser, holiday party thing. Um, and as they're driving, and we're having, we're getting a little taste of of the president and the wife, you know, and the first lady, how they how they kind of are playful with each other, but they're still very in love and blah blah. Uh, and then out of nowhere, something fucking hits the windshield, and this limo gets stuck on the edge of a bridge. It's like holy hell! And I was like, really. And Ashley Judd knocks her head, and so she's like kind of out of it. And then Mike has to pull the president out yeah, of the limo. He, yeah, he's trying to get to the wife. They're trying to get them both out. Trying obviously, to, trying of to get them both out. But also, they know it's going to tip. Their job, though, is to protect the president. Yes. He says, "I'm sorry." He says, "I'm sorry." He so he cuts the seatbelt, pulls the president out, and the limo and flips. Ashley Judd just fucking dies. And one of my first notes is, "Thanks for stopping by, Ashley." Judd. Right, and that is kind of a surprise. <laughs> they would cast her for this. Well, especially for how, like, by this point, this is when like. She was starting that phase of like, is Ashley Judd retiring? You know, because now she's yeah. not really in movies anymore. I don't know if she's like officially retired, but she's kind of just like stopped a little bit. This is the beginning of that, but I thought for sure like she's going to be in a little more of this movie. I thought she was going to be a secondary lead at best, but cold open character only. No, it would have been pretty easy to cast just someone, but they wanted a, a name. But you know, I think it helps too because you like Ashley Judd. Yeah, you know, it does. That's a good point though, since it was such a brief role. Yeah, get have, someone who's already kind of like America's sweetheart, so you're already yeah. like a little more engaged. I would that, say that's smart. So. I was yeah. sad to see her go. I like Ashley Judd. Yeah, so I was, was kind of like, oh point. darn. Nope, that's perfect. I like I'm just that. stuck with all these fucking red box actors now. <laughs> I almost got a spit take on yeah, that. That was close. Um, oh, I do have a note. Um, yes, 
so when they're so there's another scene setting up how much Mike and the son are just biffs, right? Yeah. And there's one callback because he's talking about the White House and how he knows to sneak around all this jazz. Oh, for sure. But then he won't put a seatbelt on. And he says, if you don't put that seatbelt on, O'Neill's going to punch you in the nuts. Punch in the nuts. What if they always just punch that little kid in the nuts? Just to get him in line. Yeah. Just all the time nut shots. <laughs> yeah, the kid just goes like, no, I want to. And then O'Neill punches him in the <laughs> Yeah, O'Neill's nuts. always there. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right, because I wrote down my first 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 note before the Ashley Judd thing is using kid for exposition, which is exactly what White House Down did, too. So this is boxes they're both checking of using, like, I'm talking to the kid about the White House yes. to give you Here, exposition. Here's how I can yeah tell you about the story. Absolutely. Here's some stuff we'll call back later, because we can just state th- facts about the world that we're, our movie takes place in. Uh, then uh, after after this is eighteen dies, months 18 later. Eighteen months later, well, and that one they're talking about re-election, so then he must have got re-elected. Yeah, we have to assume, right? And in my head, I was like, is this like an American president thing where it's like he only got re-elected because his wife died? Because did he what, did he plan this? Do we find that out in the sequel? Maybe we have to watch play. the next movie. Ashley Judd has fallen, <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be like a Fast and Furious franchise. She's gonna be back. Oh, she's gonna be back, and she's in a submarine, and she's part robot. I guess yeah. I guess the rest of my notes now are just similarities between this and White House Down. So well, we we uh, we open up on Mike. He's at home, and it's been eighteen months, but he's still shook. He's still shook. Um, he's Things, no longer on the president's detail. No, he's at the Treasury now. Which isn't technically Special Secret Service still part of the Treasury? They used to be part of the Treasury Department. That's maybe maybe he got yeah like scooted over there. I Fun don't know. Fact: The Secret Service was created to uh, to stop uh, counterfeiting. Okay, and then I like that. Protecting the president became a secondary job, and then became like their whole thing. Hmm. There's that. There's a little. There's an actual hey, there's, fun fact I know. About that's some history for everyone. The Secret Service. Uh, but yeah, he works for the Treasury Department. He's got a desk job. Desk job's killing him. It's Hates killing him, man. Hates being. He misses the work. Misses the family. Um, and Angela Bassett, who's his boss. I don't. That's what I was very confused because at first I was like coworkers. That's the vibe yeah, I I'm got. I'm not sure what her role is because then we see. But then she's in like all the cabinet meetings. Too. She is. She's she's a bigwig in some in some facet. I don't know what. So she's the director of the Secret Service. It says. Okay. So that's weird that she's like getting breakfast with him. I don't know. Well, and then General Edward Clegg, which ten out of ten name, <laughs> right? Played by Robert Forster, who comes in like in a full like general's uniform. He's the well, he's the chief of staff of the United States Army. But at one point he's just like, I'm the chief of staff, and it's like, well, that's a different job. That's the person who works for the, the president, the, their chief of staff. Right. But so I guess he's the part of the joint chiefs of staff, the whatever. I, yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh, it's, Melissa Leal plays the Secretary of Defense. Okay. But yeah, but he's yeah, he's chatting with Angela Bassett. She's head of the Secret Service. Yeah, they do seem like they're buddies, just pals hanging out. Not she's the boss of everyone. But I guess she's not even the boss of him, I guess, if he doesn't work for the Secret Service. Yeah, anymore. that's true. So, so I guess, guess they maybe they buddies. were friends. Maybe they are just buddies. Yeah. Um, and Cole Hauser walks up, and they have a little awkward exchange. He's not coming to poker night because Mike's not doing anything. He's not doing anything. He has no life anymore. No, he skips the barbecue. That his he sends his wife to a barbecue without him. Yeah, the Fourth of July because it was just the Fourth yep. for this one. This one has a holiday element. It starts with Christmas, and then this is right after the Fourth. Mm. We said the last one could use holiday. This one's using two, baby. Damn. Right. That's something. Maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe. I don't know calling back things we talked about um yeah so he's well you know he misses it and then even to you know like angel bass is like you know the president doesn't blame you he just can't have you around to remind him every day of his wife dying 
you know fair fair and and the movie's setting you up for thinking like oh then hopefully there will be some sort of catharsis between mike and the president surely at the end of the movie yes certainly surely 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 that will happen it's the whole reason you have this plot in this cold open is that surely there will be an understanding between the two of them and maybe at least a conversation about anything at all just something just something some sort of character some sort of scene between these two it'll happen no it definitely has Has to to happen has to happen i'm looking forward to us getting to it and talking about it for sure happening they had to postpone the. But we, uh, sorry, we check in with him, then we check in with the president. Yes, and him and his son. They've had, they've had to delay a vacation because also much like in White House Down, where all we hear is like peace plan, peace plan, peace plan. This one is all about Korea, 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 <laughs> and so that's why one of my notes just says Korea because that's I'm like this is clearly going to be about Korea. This one, last one was about Iran. This one's about Korea. They're making sure we know. Korea, you guys heard of Korea, Korea is involved in you this guys, movie. Have you guys heard about Korea and how it's tense over there and how they're tense with us? Have you ever heard about that? Do you have you? I don't know. Have you been alive in this nation for for sixty years? Do you know of our relationship with? <laughs> do, Korea? do you realize how bad North Korea is? Yeah, longer. Fuck, no, longer than sixty years, seventy years. About right. At least Korean War was the fifties, right? Right. Are we doing a history podcast now? I think it's a history podcast. Okay, now. let's shift gears. Okay, I'm gonna get some research here. Perfect. I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna put in some violin music. It's <laughs> gonna sound like a Ken Burns. Ken Burns Olympus has fallen. 1949, <laughs> North Korea. My dearest Emily, <laughs> I have been stuck in the Aaron Eckhart abyss for, <laughs> for two years now. I didn't mean to do a Morgan no, Freeman there, but I kind of you got there. <laughs> My dearest Emily, Andy Dufresne didn't want to be in the air neck out of this. Uh, but yeah, then the the South Korean delegation shows up. Uh, working on this delegation now is Dermot Mulroney. Not Dermot Mulroney, Dylan McDermott. That's the other. Heyo. That was a I ge- thought you were naming his character. That was a genuine goof that I called him Dermot Mulroney. His name is Dylan McDermott. Dermot Mulroney's the other guy. I, that was a genuine. That was great. That was a genuine goof. You said there. it with such conviction. I know. I really was just like, "This is his name." I've never, <laughs> I've never, I've never actually mixed up those two. People always like goof about them being that. I've never actually done that. This time, I, I legitimately used the wrong fucking name for one of these guys. Um, but Dylan McDermott. I like one time there was an interview one time that I saw with Dylan McDermott. Someone asked him about that. Him the the Dermot thing, and he just goes. No, they don't even sound alike. Stop it. <laughs> like, he just he's didn't just, even know. He's like, I hear this one a lot. It's like, this is not even close. <laughs> he's a nice guy. I have nothing against him. Our names really aren't that close to each other. Hello, and welcome to America's most difficult game show. We show contestants a picture, and they have to tell us who it is. That's right. It's time for... But Dylan McDermott's on this uh, South Korean detail, detail yeah. or whatever. He's he's with the this group, and he comes in and uh, is, does immediately feel shady. Every moment of him feels shady, where you're just like, "Well, you're gonna be a villain <laughs> immediately. <laughs> you're gonna be a problem for me." Yeah. Um, and then the president meets with the South Korean delegation, and then right away we're just shown a goddamn. I didn't like this plot point because the plane is way too efficient. I feel like there's a big old plane flying in over DC, and it just starts shooting at the people. Yeah, down below. it just like opens up, and there's like these four Gatling guns, and it just takes out these two jets. It just seemed way, way, t- and. It also took out like all of the uh, security detail on top of the White House. Really efficiently, too. Like, killed everybody. I mean, I was like, man, you guys are... It was just too... 
and uh, too much. And then a couple of suicide bombers blow up the fences in front of the White House, and then two garbage trucks show up with giant Gatling guns on the. Yeah. And then suddenly, just a bunch of North Koreans are just in the White House. Like it's very- yeah. We do, we do get like some quick scenes where we see two. They're supposed to be tourists, but you can kind of tell they're shady, and they're they're yeah. they're the terrorists. Yeah. And then this one, too, we get a lot more. This is a rated R movie. Yes. So way more fucks. Way more fucks and way more a blood. A lot more blood. A lot more blood. Nothing too gory. Ah, a couple of, not gory, but just kind of like, damn. Brutal. Brutal moments. deaths, there are, couple, yes. there are a couple brutal moments in There's this There's some blood. good stabbings in this. There are just some, like, stabbings to the head. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, just, like, just jamming a knife in a and pumpkin. Just funk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just kind of, it's a very swift takeover. I will say like comparing it to White House Down, White House Down takes, takes so long just setting up its characters and then like the, the invasion doesn't happen until, until like 28 yeah. minutes in. Well, it was a, there was a little, uh, throwaway line from, uh, the leader of the terrorists and he's like, your, your police take 15 minutes. We took the White House over in 13. Oh yeah. And this one, yeah, he yeah. says that. And like this one too, like. I think the White House is completely taken over by 23 minutes, and you had kind of two different... It was a cold open and a first act, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which helped break it up. White House Down felt so long in its first act. This one, I'm just like, oh, I'm like, we're getting to it, but I'm like, it's not that much shorter, but they just did... They did two different time periods, so you got to set up twice, which makes it feel... It breaks it up Makes it feel less tedious. You're setting up two different time periods, and you're like, oh, things have changed. Here's the new stasis. Now, you know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then they, oh, they they take the president and the South Korean delegation down to the, the PIOC that we talked about in the last one. The, 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 the presidential everything's okay. Okay with a C. Yeah, okay with a C. Or yep. the, the, pre- the presidential everything's okay cavern. <laughs> it's a cavern, yes. It's a cavern. But they they go on there, and then that's where then a couple people in the the delegation they're actually secret North Korean terrorists. Uh, Dylan McDermott, he's in on it. They shoot everybody. They take the president and the whatever secretaries they have there. Yeah, there's two. Oh, two the vice, other the vice president's there too. That's right. He is in the room, isn't he? He is in there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, and they take over, and now yeah, like they said, they took over the. Well, we had kind of a weird moment too. We we uh, we went a little fast. Mm. There's a meeting in the Oval Office talking about the North Korean situation. Yes. There's this weird tension between Morgan Freeman and the president. Oh, yeah, right And I before. thought that was setting him up to be maybe a villain. I could see that. I could see it going that he, way. Because but... he was the only one who wanted to like kind of put military pressure on them, and everyone else disagreed with Morgan Freeman. Well, see, and I wonder if what that instead is set up a character arc of he has to now be a complete voice of reason. Right, and go that against, could be too. Yeah, and go yeah. against his own judgments a little bit because of then what's happening in this, maybe. Because he's the Speaker of the House. In this, there's another similarity. Yep. Uh, no check mark of, of we have... Speaker We're of the highlighting House. two Speakers of the House. Yes. Two Speakers of the House who eventually become acting president. They do. Yeah. Because both of them have it. Which you highlighted uh, in our non-podcast recording. Um that this is the second Morgan Freeman president. This is our second Morgan Freeman president. In a throwback a, throwdown. Of a throwback throwdown, yeah. In a throwback throwdown, because we it was also in Deep Impact. We had President Morgan Freeman. This one, we have acting President Morgan Freeman, not officially. He does become president in this series, I believe. I think he does. I believe yeah. by the last one, I believe by Angel Has Fallen, he is the president, yeah. I think. 
another similarity while we're there, and especially in that meeting, because then once once the White House is taken over and you get the speaker in the ready room or wherever they're at with Angela Bassett and then Robert Forster, we also have a recently dearly departed great character actor playing a military general who's kind of antagonistic. Because we had Lance Reddick in the last one. Yeah. Robert Forster, we just lost last year. That's true, he did. That's and that's kind here. of a weird similarity. And I was like, the same role, two actors who we just sadly lost, two great character actors. I was like, that's a weird one. That is, that's a weird one that was obviously unintentional. Yeah, I yeah. hope. I hope it's not. But another one is is a a uh, Secret Service villain inside man. Yep, James Woods, Dylan McDermott in this one. Speaker of the House thing we just talked about the Piak. Yep, the president. They kept bringing that okay, up. Cavern. Uh, I know what one you're going to say, mm-hmm. and it's uh. It's an acronym, God damn it. NORAD. NORAD gets brought up in both movies. NORAD's in both because nukes are a part of both. They are. But yeah, because both movies both movies hinge on getting nuclear codes. That's part of the Yeah, that it's the, yeah, that's a little more the, oh! part of the villain's plan is involving nuclear codes, but also with with an extra twist on both. Yeah. Because this one also has a little a little double twist. You gotta have a little double villain. twist. You gotta have a double twist. If you if you're doing a double soda, you gotta have a double <laughs> twist. But the yeah, the terrorists take over and were you, you did you have research there in the Korean War? <laughs> I mean I'll save it. I'm kidding. <laughs> um what'd you have there? Oh, I did like that the um okay. Do you, you remember what um so the code name obviously Olympus is if the president's taken. Is that what it is? Yeah, like Olympus has fallen. That's the code if like they've got the president. Well, so I didn't know if like was was their code name for the White House it's Olympus. Pr- it's probably if that one because in White House down they kept calling it Castle. So I don't know if it's one of those things where there's different. No, I think codenames. it might be like the 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 president. Everything's okay. Cavern gets taken over. That's probably okay. Fallen, but that's not what I'm getting to. The code names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sun's code name. Did you spark catch- plug? <laughs> yes, that one's great. That's a great. Isn't that great? That's a great code name for uh, for the first kid. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, the president tends to be eagle. I think he's the president's always eagle, I think, right. usually. Or painted lark, like on our cans that we're drinking out of. Oh, but the, but once the once the uh, the terrorists take over, yeah, it's straight up, it's about Korea. They want they want all the U.S. forces pulled out of South Korea. They Or they want them pulled out of the, the DMZ. Yes, the military and the, they want the Navy pulled away. And they basically, they they want to finish their invasion. And one of the guys says that. He goes, you interrupted a civil war years ago, and it's time that it gets finished. Well, yeah, and he says, uh, well, one of the American says, Seoul will fall if we pull out. In 72 hours. If we pull yeah. out, Seoul will fall Soul's in 72 gone. hours. Yeah, that's going to happen. One thing I noticed in this movie yeah. is in the first half hour, we see a woman get shot, and we see a dog get shot. They want yeah. us to fucking hate yes. the North Koreans. I noticed it. Well, and then uh, when they take down that plane, it crashes into the Washington Monument, and then just big chunks of it just, just fall on people. people. And they show people running for their lives, and then it falls and crushes them. So they're setting us up to, like, we need to fucking hate well, these this terrorists. One, and this one is just like, and then it shows, like, the hospital, too, because uh, uh, Gerard Butler's wife works at the hospital. Oh, it's just full of triage happening. And just full of just people covered in blood. And I was a little bit like... This does feel weird to like treat this like a real terror event, like, but it is also outlandish because like there is, I don't, the plan is almost like too swift. There's like tech that doesn't quite exist, so it feels, I don't know, like I feel like in the middle of White House down in this one there is a perfect tone, but neither of them. Yeah, they both go too far. Like White House down is is a little too playful for all the chaos and death and everything, and then this is like treating it a little too real. While being a little over but the top, but still over the top. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
how what I was kind of like I said in the last episode, where it's like White House Down is trying to kind of be an '80s action movie, where this one does have the tone of an actual '80s action movie, of like a Schwarzenegger movie or like a Steven Seagal movie, where it's like they do just kind of show up, they're very serious, and they murder everyone, <laughs> and that's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the other one's trying to be like an, an 80s buddy movie without the, I don't know, I guess without anything with actual reality or heft to it. Well, Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. It, like we we talked about, the, the stakes are a lot lower in White House Down. Yeah. Well, it's like I said, we're like that one, that one's trying to be Die Hard and then it's literally doing all the beats. This one, though, feels like Die Hard where you do this character there and he's like, I'm going to shoot a bunch of guys in the fucking head. Yeah. I'm, yeah, at any point, someone will die. I'm going to kill these dudes who are in my way, and it's not going to be pretty, but I got to do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, Well, that's, and just even the, the hostage, the way the hostages are treated, like... They shoot them in their goddamn we faces. We will shoot someone. And they beat the hell out of them. Yeah. Like, Melissa Leo gets her shit <laughs> yeah, she rocked. does, dude. He beats the hell out of her. Um, and yeah, But the, anyway, so, so the whole reason Mike is involved, he's in his office building, he sees the explosion... He takes he takes off for the White House and then he notices the terrorists. So then he he kind of inserts himself into this. He's situation. there when that shit goes down. He's trying to help people retreat into the building. Um, they all get gunned down and blown up. And then now he's just kind of in the White House. And then we get we do get a full full diehard situation because now yes. he's got to call Angela Bassett. That's Al Powell in this one. Which look at that both movies. We we got a female Carl Winslow in both all of these. Right. You know that's hey, that's progress. That's progress. <laughs> I remember, I remember watching Family Matters as a kid, and I said, someday Carl Winslow will be a woman. <laughs> no Twinkies were eaten in either movie, though. A little disappointed that about disappointing. that. That is disappointing. No one had a candy issue in this one. Yeah. No one had a, a problem. I, one thing that I was a little um, perplexed about watching this movie mm-hmm. is the amount of access Mike still has in this building. Yeah, they didn't delete any of his Everything. credentials. He's just... he can. And they didn't change any... Like, he knows all the safe codes... But maybe, you know, for me, though, I had that thought, too. I'm just like, man, they didn't, like, delete any of his stuff or change anything. But I'm like, maybe, though. Because they're always planning to bring him back. Maybe they did trust him so much that he's never been fully out. Like they couldn't do it. Yeah. That could be. I'm willing to to take that journey. The president always wanted to bring him back, but he just couldn't yet. Maybe. I can accept that. That's kind of where my mind went. No, I can accept that. I'm uh, yeah, okay. Uh, and this movie too has a it takes place over a longer stretch of time, just like overnight, because it's always showing you like different times. It does in like a bug in the corner of like now. Oh it's yeah, 9 yeah. 8 p.m. And, like it happens all the way overnight, but it does have a better ticking clock. I think. Yes, there's a, a, a certainly a more more of a sense of urgency in this movie. Well, and there's there's a, a much more tangible thing. That you see the terrorists are trying to get. They're trying to get they're trying to get what's called the Cerberus codes. There are three different codes. The president has one, the Secretary of Defense has one, and someone else there. Vice President. Was it the Vice President? Uh, but they all have these codes. With those codes, you can basically what is it you can So what you can do, it's an anti nuke like a, a an attack a defense. Thing. Yeah, it's a defense against nukes. Is if you have those, it was. So I, you, I couldn't fully. I didn't. I, I didn't fully man, grasp it, but that's that's the understanding I have. Is that you some can some sort of countermeasure? You can throw. Yeah, you can thwart a nuke coming, but in this situation, they can also detonate the nukes in the silos. And that's our double twist. He's not getting them to control stuff. He's actually getting them. He wants to set to set off all nukes as they sit in their silos. Yeah, because we're set up to believe we'll be defenseless. That's what they say. 
Then we come to find out he's, oh, he's trying to just blow he's up set him off. all of America is yes. what he's trying to do. Um, um, Cerberus yeah. is a mythological dog with three heads <laughs> with three. who guards the underworld. Yeah. Just want to throw that in there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hercules defeated him once. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he guards one of the, his labors. Yep, he he guards the gates of the underworld. Uh, he he's he's Hades' dog. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, James Wood just plays Hades oh in the my Disney. <laughs> Bring it back, bro. Look at that. Look at that. Yes, Hades rule. Oh, we did forget to mention in the last episode. We we have been kind of intertwining these. Uh, They're going to come out pretty close. It, it's fine. We did forget to mention how at the end of White House Down, world peace has been established because every other country's like, and you know what? We're pulling out of the Middle East, and we're they agreed to your peace plan. You've done it. <laughs> you almost died. The least we can yeah. do is pull out of this country. Russia likes you now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right interesting they could have just left that out i would have been fine it felt weird to just suddenly be like and you made world peace by not really doing anything active in this but you did it so at this point the terrorists are torturing our hostages for codes they they get the vice presidents uh at the command of the president because he can't watch them getting tortured this seemed like a big plot hole to me because he kept saying they're never going to get my code but if you're that apt to give up their codes because they're being tortured, why would they not just then retorture the people to get your so code? So you give up yours. Well, that's why they were looking for his kid because he said the terrorists had pictures of the kid. They wanted to specifically Absolutely. find his child to torture the kid. But they had two people in there. Yeah. That he was willing to give up codes right away. Why would they not just torture them? Well, and then, you know, spoiler jumping ahead, he doesn't give up the code. They just have some sort of hacking system <laughs> running that figures out his code. So I wonder if they could have just done that, but it expedites it if they get their codes? I don't know. Well, they did mention there's a throwaway line of, well, they didn't have time to get all three codes, but they only needed two. You know what I mean? Like, or something. It's, yeah. 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 I, I was... But I just thought that was a really stupid plot point. And well, I was hoping at one point, I was hoping like, you know, Melissa Leo character, she'd be like, you know, he's like, give her the code, give him the code. I was hoping she'd be like... I was hoping she'd say, fuck she, you. I was hoping she'd be like, respectfully, sir, fuck no. Yeah, and that's then, what I was like, hoping too. And then she just... And then get killed, and then there's a new thing they have to do the, yeah. you know, to continue the back and forth. That's what I, I thought. Was I too happen. was hoping for that as well. Um, but they after they oh, get th- another oh, uh, oh, bingo oh, card. Oh, bingo the, card! The I didn't vote for you is in both movies. That's true. Yep, that's true. Of of don't the main characters both say that? Or they do. Uh, Channing says it, and then does Gerard say well, it? Well, Dylan no, McDermott, Dylan says, McDermott, says, McDermott it. says it. He says that's why I never voted for you. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, he's suddenly all just like. You sold out this country long ago. I'm like, but you worked for him. What is going on? Where did this come we, from? We, like, yeah, there's been no exposition to how he sold out yeah. the country. Yeah, or really what he gets from this. No. <laughs> to destroy America. Well, and then just to skip ahead and spoilies, he then flips and helps Gerard Butler. And then I love this part. They give each other a, a like a, a little nod. knowing nod. And then <laughs> he just stabs him in the fucking head. Yeah, because they... Well, and, and how... They run into each other. Is Dylan McDermott? It's pulls, very, very He pulls die a diehard. He yes. pulls a. He pulls a Tom Clay. I'm Tom Clay. Yeah, he and plays he is. The, hey, he's smoking a cig too. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> my, oh my heart's racing. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Both these movies steal so hard from Die Hard. Clay. Bill.
Steel Hard. It is. It's uh. It, it's just what if Die Hard, but with the White House. Exactly. And it this is. one was just like he's he even though he knows him, but he's pretending. Oh, I I was here with the delegation. I got separated. And then his big plan is, I guess I'll just try to grab his gun, even though he's here he in has front a of gun. Me, he has a gun strapped. Yeah. He then pulls out his own gun. Yeah, but then what I what I do love too, I do appreciate is how quick that fight is because I was worried. I'm like, is this going to be a long drawn fight? No, Gerard it's Butler very clear. Dry Butler is the superior fighter. Is faster, stronger, and I love the. Just, I love I love when Dylan McDermott gets his knife out. Dry Butler immediately takes from him, and you see him grab and look at him, and be like, "I'm about to stab you." <laughs> <laughs> Right in the chest. Because he almost has a look of just like, I want to do this. And then stabs him in the chest and he falls down. And he's like, all right, well, you're going to help me. You're going to tell me their plan, who they are, blah, blah. And he's like, okay. And then, okie doke, stab. <laughs> yep. They just nod. Because they do it. And the, and the way they do the shot, too, is from over Dylan McDermott's shoulder. And he just, like, slams down on it. <laughs> and I even thought, I'm like, did he just kill him? Yeah, he absolutely <laughs> did. Yeah, and he's just out of the movie now. He stabs another guy in the head earlier, and then there's one later. Yeah, well, then there's the, uh, the I'm going to compare it to the Joel interrogation scene in uh, The Last of Us. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Straight up, that scene, he's got two of the guys tied up and just murks one of them to get the other one talking. And then he kills both of them, and we're supposed to be like, nice. And I'm just <laughs> like, he's kind of a monster. But hey, Mike, good job, buddy. He seems to be enjoying this a little too much. He's vi- After he kills the first guy, he makes a joke. He does. He goofs. He goofs he and goofs goof. with him. Uh, and then he makes a goof on the phone. They're both dead. He's like, I asked him real nice. I'm like, Jesus, this is an 80s movie. This is an oh, 80s yeah. movie. It shifts hard into 80s movie. It feels like such a Steven Seagal movie. Like, big time. Oh, if there was just some weird running from Gerard, it would be a yeah. Steven Seagal movie. He snaps movie. a neck, even. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he finds the kid to get him out. He snaps two necks in this movie. Does he snap two? Who's There's one in there? the basement, and then he snaps another one. Does he? Okay. I remember. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I take my neck snapping pretty seriously. <laughs> But he gets a he gets a spark plug out. Gets yeah, save spark plug. They get him out, and then he's staying to get the president. So he devises After that is then the stuff with Dylan McDermott. Yeah, he devises a plan to uh, to to get him out because he he also has access to like all the security in the building. Maybe well, he, he has that like the first thing he did is he turned off all the cameras, cameras too to blind the excuse me the terrorists. Yeah, but then he circles back and he turns off the outside feed so they can no longer. Um, Oh, communicate with their drone or to watch TV? No, or? it's communicate with the Pentagon to, oh. uh, to, 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 to like, you know, have hosti- dangle hostages and shoot That's them in the right. head. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because after Robert Forster orders an attack, helicopters come in, that goes south because they... That scene, too. So the, we see a scene of a... Which um, is almost identical to the White House is. down Instead scene. of javelins, it's this new fancy tech. And Gerard Butler walks in and he sees it going up on an elevator. And just doesn't think to press the button down. <laughs> That's true. He no, he just, just allows it to go to the roof. Yeah, and he's like, you guys, they have this thing. And well, and Robert Forrester doesn't care either. No, like, he tells him. He's like, no, we'll take care like, of it. He goes, it's a new experimental weapon that Yeah, he knows what have. it is. It's the, the Scorpion? Was it called Scorpion? It's, I can't remember what it was I can't called. Either, and then Morgan Freeman's like, how'd they get it? And Robert Forrester's like, uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they do gloss over that. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, fucking beats me. Anyway, this will go fine. I think they all get it does not go when fine. they show up. Um, does Dry Butler go to the roof too, or is that? Yeah, he goes that, up there. He goes up there. Does so, he fall through as well? Because Channing Tatum falls through. Yes, at the- dog. He goes up there, shoots a bunch of guys, doing another rooftop sequence, 
And then, yeah, because as the helicopter's falling, he, like, falls. Yeah, he lets go. He lets go and falls in in a really bad CGI sequence. All of that CGI is very bad. Yes, because then in White House Down, Jason Clark and Channing Tatum go through that window. They go through it. They fall down from the roof. Oh, my God. That's right. That's right. You really could have a blackout bingo card on this fucking movie. You can't can't help, but we got to go on the roof. There's got to be Black Hawk helicopters on the roof. What happens after that? He wakes up, because that's when Angela Bassett's like, Mike, 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 you know. Yeah. And he eventually wakes up, and I think that's when he draws them out. That's when he shuts down the outside feed. Right. And then... Um, well, and then to... to uh, Well, first, after after the attack, they uh, execute the vice president. Yeah. And then after Mike shuts down the communications, then th- how they do is they take Melissa Leo up, and they send her out, and they're going to kill her live on TV. Yeah. And right when they're about to do it, Mike well, is just perched on a stairwell. And, and just, we did forget they think he's dead. Because that's Dylan McDermott's last gift. They do think. Oh, that's right. Because he tells them he's dead. That's right. He says, he says I, lost, dead. I lost and, my way, Mike. And then. <laughs> stab me in the head. And then he stabs him. Uh, and I do I do like that scene where they're about to shoot Melissa Leo. And then Jarbet is just perched up on the stairs. And then he just like. Bow, 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 <laughs> just like takes out all of them. <laughs> and she gets away. And then. The, so then they, they do the fake out. This is the, this is the, the twist. This they, is the Shyamalan twist. Yeah, man. they do a fake out where they they leave a bunch of the some of the Korean henchmen and like they they show they put black hoods on everybody. Yep, throw them in like this, a chain gang situation. Yeah, and then all these people chained up with black hoods and the terrorists put them on too. And they all got together and get in a helicopter. And then as the helicopter takes away, it explodes. So you think like, well, shit, the president was one of those. Everyone's one of those. But that's a fake out because the main bad guy whose name I forget. Um, I forget too. I don't, we haven't said it yet. I, we just we were, we were kind of caught up on the the similarities. We forgot to to really cover him, but he's the one from the Fast and Furious that we talked about. Actually, I actually have it right here if you want it. Uh, Kong, uh, Kang, Kang, Kang. I should remember that because Kang the Kong, like the Kang Kang Yonsak, uh, played by Rick Yoon. Rick Yoon. Yes. Um, but he's he's the, he's the main bad guy. He still has the president, and he's like, "We're gonna disappear." And he's like, "This is also my insurance in case we get caught." Which I'm like, "That's eh, not a bad plan. Fake your death, but right. in case they find you, no, I got him." Eh. Uh, well, and then we find out too, like the um, the, the Jimmy Smiths, like Jimmy Smith, Smiths, or what's it, Jimmy? <laughs> he's not in this. He's not in this at all. <laughs> Jimmy, who? Jimmy the hacker. Oh, Jimmy Simpson in the first one. Oh yeah, I. I did it. We knew I would do it. Oh, you put him in this movie. I did. I put yeah, him no. in this movie. It's also hard because they're both diehards, and that's the most diehardy character yeah, of all of them okay. is the hacker in White House Down. Yeah, so okay, so they get the codes. But Jimmy, then, I would love it. Listen, Jimmy Smith, I'd watch Jimmy Smith in anything. So. He is fantastic. He's great. He was wonderful in Dexter season three. Really? I didn't know he was in Dexter. Yeah. Is that him or is that? I thought that was Edward James almost. No. No, that's the dad. No, he's the, he's the uh, antagonist in season three. Okay. I think it's season three. Could be four. I don't know. He's great, though. Anyway. Okay. Anywho. You said Dexter, right? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know Jimmy Smith was ever in that. Yeah. <sighs> now you, now I, man, now you're... I'm shook. Who does he play? Uh, I think he's like a, either like a mayor or some kind of um, oh, city I can see official. That. that makes sense to me. He plays He plays a great political figure. Yeah. He's in the, he's in the West Wing. Is he now? Yeah. He's he runs for for president after uh, after Bartlett. Really? Yeah, he's like one of the main characters of the last season. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I see it. Yeah, and he's and he's honestly playing. He's playing a character based on Obama. 
So yeah, it's uh, he isn't. I don't know. It doesn't say what season, but yeah, he's in it. I just want to make sure he's okay. in it. No, as I long as he's in it, I'm happy. <sighs> God, I feel better. We can end now if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie does have a hacker. She is a lot less character. She's that's not true. As, she's but they yeah, do still they have a hacker. Um, yeah, she she just gets shot right in the head too, right? Probably. It, but, Gerard Butler shoots most people in the head. In this yeah, movie. I'm almost certain he when once he gains access because he does figure out he's like this can't be right. Blah, 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 he just blah. it seems like he just guesses. He's like, nah, they wouldn't do that. Kind of, and they kind of go, they just go with and it. And they're too. like, Morgan Freeman's like, I believe it. <laughs> it is like, too. Okay, go get him. So then he goes down to the basement. Yeah, he just he mercs the other terrorists, and then he he grabs. Well, that's when they figure out too. They're like, oh, they're gonna set off all the nukes. They're just gonna detonate them. They do because then oh, no. uh, the because the president knows. And the countdown's going on. Of course, yeah. there's a countdown again. So another... But this is a good ticking clock. I liked this ticking clock. It was better. Um, and yeah, after he uh, after he fights with Kang, we gets got, him in the well, headlock. We got two knives in this situation. Two knives, and then... But he did also... He called a shot on this one. Remember? He does? Yeah, he told Kang he was going to stab him in the head, in the brain with a knife. Oh, I maybe wasn't paying attention. Oh, yeah, he but... called a shot on this one. It will not happen again. There is no again. You're going to die down there alone, cut off from the rest of the world. My advice, save the last bullet for yourself. Because if you don't, I'm going to stick my knife through your brain. Boy, he sure does it. And it's a it's it's a real just juicy thunk. <laughs> it is. I, I did just go, whoa! <laughs> like, when it happened, I'm like, that is just... Well, and this also, right, right before this, this is the scene we both thought the president was going to uh, display some boxing skills. I thought for sure. Just get shot in the gut. Do some of the stuff he like taught. Like do a couple. At least take out like one of the cronies or something, something. with some boxing moves, and then get shot or something like that. But no, literally just get shot. And this is where I also thought too. I mean, this is late in the movie, but I'm just like, I'm like, well, surely by now they have to have some sort of eye to eye moment about what happened. No, the president's just like, you go stop the thing. Get the thing. Go stop the thing. And he goes and he stops the thing. And he's and like, help he, me out. He's like, get me out of here. And then he helps him out. And then Gerard Butler's like, he makes a joke. There's a one-liner joke of like. I don't even remember. I'm just, Something like rough day at work. So yeah, I think some, so. It was some sort of Monday's am I right joke. Yeah. I don't know. And it's then a real it, Garfield situation. And then it cuts to them in the future eating lasagna. No, but it cuts <laughs> to them. <laughs> then it cuts to them in the future, and uh, Aaron Neckhart's making a big speech. And I'm, I'm sure I kind of was a little, little checked out by this point. I'm sure peace has been established in Korea or something. Uh, no, no, <laughs> they just go right to the press conference. I can't remember what's happening. Where I was thrown. It seems like a day or so later, because then Mike is off to the side in a nice suit, and yes. it's clearly his body mannequin. But where I was thrown is his face is still very beat up. Right? Maybe it was the next day. Yeah, but the president's just walking like, hey, man, gut shot? I ain't I no mind. bitch. <laughs> I could, I'm just seeing that now as like a, a bottom third like graphic <laughs> from the news, yeah. just like MSNBC. The president ain't no president bitch. President Asher, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> Shoot me in the gut. Uh, and then that's Olympus Has Fallen. That's, that's honestly, it. that's while White House down there was almost too much trying to happen, this one is, is pretty straightforward. <laughs> this one, not a lot of frills on this one. No, it is. It's, it's uh, Mike gains access to the White House, finds child, gets child out. Yep. Kills Dylan McDermott. Yep. Lures out uh, Secretary of Defense, gets her out, 
Gets to bunker, saves day. That's the movie. Saves day, yeah. And it's honestly not that much shorter than White House Down, but it feels way shorter. It does. Feels like an hour and a half, but it's two hours. It's, and... it's a lot breezier than... Yeah. This well, movie also... Okay, another bingo card. They both ooh. both reference the White House burning down. Oh, historically, yeah. When, yeah. It, when it happened, yeah. They do that. I think. Well, I think now we can we can wrap up this part of it, and then we can get into revealing which one won. we enjoyed more. Which one we enjoyed more? I think that's the next thing, right? It's the next logical step. Here we go. Stinger. What if I just put in like the sound of a hornet or something? Why? Because you said stinger. <laughs> Well, if you do, you have to include this audio now. Obviously. <laughs> it would make no sense otherwise. Dustin, it is the moment of truth, my friend. Olympus has fallen. Oh, wow. I, was, I, had, a, I had a couple more things I was going to say. I was, was going to build up the suspense a little bit more. <laughs> I didn't even get to ask the question. Uh, yeah, me too. I will say, surprisingly so. Yes. I didn't think I was going to like it more. Because I thought the other one would be more fun. I they, thought they, it was going to be more fun. They set it up to be more fun. That movie was sold on, like, look how fun this is going to be. And this one just seemed like a... Re- I mean, no offense to the guy. It seemed like a, a B-tier Gerard Butler action movie. Like, it felt like a... Okay. It did. It just with a slightly higher budget. Slightly. Slightly higher. But, like, honestly, I liked the action. The fight scenes were better. They were the, the they were more, uh, like, real. They, they just... Yeah, they were, they were better choreographed. There was at least moments in each, like, fist fight where they would just... They would do a wide shot where, like, something would happen... It wasn't just nonstop cutting. They would do like, because when he's fighting, I can't remember who he's fighting. One, one of the henchmen, I think. But he does like a move where he like puts his like legs up on their head and flips them over. Some shit happens. But they, what it, they do? It seemed like a wonder though. It wasn't. They do an actual wide shot and they let the stunt play out yeah. instead of cutting four times within it to cover the stunts. Instead, they just let the stunt happen. Exactly. Um, it was, just it looked it, it did look a lot better. There's still a lot of bad CGI, but obviously they also did some actual shooting on the street. They did not shoot in DC. They shot in Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, that's great. Which I'll have to bring that up to Josh because Josh is from well, he went to college in Shreveport and is from like right next. What to Shreveport. if he's an extra and he didn't even know it? <laughs> he's just sitting there sipping a coffee creamer, doesn't even know what's going on. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great callback to to our show, the Josh Johnson Show. Uh, he would have just moved to Chicago in 2013, but he might have still been there when they filmed this. Yeah, because it came out in 2013. Oh, I'll have to ask him. You better ask him. I'll have to ask him if he knows anything about the filming of White of, of Olympus Has Fallen in Shreveport, Louisiana. But I noticed they did do just like more like using a street, using a street corner, like fronts of building. Whereas just their establishing shots looked yeah, better. They just it just felt like they they were faking it the best they could. Yeah. Where White House Down felt everything felt so artificial, well, yeah, so CG, they, so because they really so, wanted to press down that we're in DC, but they look like shit. Yeah. Whereas this one, I had moments. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, they're definitely not shooting in DC, but it looks like they're on a real street. Yeah. For some of it, it seems like a know? real building that I'm looking at. Yeah, it looks like they they built a few more facades like for the White House like front. Yeah, like, maybe I, the, I think, the I think gate the, stuff like that. I think that, the but... White House may have been all digital, but it looks like out front they actually built or well, did it on a street corner. Well, or something. And then 
or at least or at least the soundstage. I don't even think the back or like a, a back lot. I don't think White House Down did anything on a back lot. It looked like it was all in a studio or you know what I mean, like yeah. all green screen. But again, too, this movie is a lot darker in the tone and the color palette, so it, it does for sure. It hides things a lot better, which helps when they have the big CG moments. They look worse than White House Down. Absolutely, like but- when their helicopters crash, it looks garbage it looks so fucking it, bad yeah it's close to sci-fi level yeah 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 but they also their budget was half yeah i but no i i was actually surprised especially watching this one second yeah right you think you you think you would have been pretty burnt out i'm but, like uh, i'm definitely i'm like if i didn't like the first one i'm definitely not gonna like this one and i was kind of honestly ready to like not really pay attention to it and i was watching it, i'm like you know what this is a, i don't mind this is a tight little actioner i don't hate it well, yeah, the pacing's it's much dumb. much better in this one. The pacing's like better. The the stakes are better. Um, yeah, they had one moment too. I think it was with um, Sparkplug where I felt a little bit of tension. I like when he finds Sparkplug. I too. do too. When he's in he's in the caverns, you know, like the false walls. He's behind it, and he turns and finds him. And there's a moment of like genuine relief between them. I'm like, I like that. That felt. I felt good for like good character moment of these because these two well, haven't seen the, each other since the shit went down. Yeah, with the mom. And, they, and they actually took a little time to build some uh, development between these two yeah. characters, which we didn't have much of that. Yeah, in, my one thing is, down. especially with Olympus Has Fallen, I wish the president and Mike would have interacted sooner in the movie because then their whole subplot almost isn't. It is strange. You think they would have had a conversation maybe over. Over the intercom I, or something? I thought there'd be a thing of like him trying to use the president to get to him, and now they have to have this like tense moment while needing each other kind of yeah, thing. You know what I mean? I, something. I, I thought you'd work in something there. But yeah, really, I mean? they don't interact until he's shot in the gut. <laughs> yeah, and then he's just like, thanks for coming in and finishing this movie. <laughs> yeah. I, do think, I do think in between these two movies is maybe a really fun movie. Yeah. Because I did like... I did like the complex level of the plan in White House Down. I actually liked it. The ticking clock wasn't as good. But I liked that it was this weird, I don't know. this Revenge. Com- but then you had like two yeah. levels. You had a weird revenge story. But then the, the, the mercenaries have their the own merc- kind of uh, uh, motives. Yeah. Well, a lot of the mercenaries do like in that one. They didn't know the whole nuclear plot. No. They're kind of pissed Felt off Felt kind of like that. The Rock a little bit where they're... I was gonna say the okay. rock. It had this rock vibe <laughs> yeah. to it, where it's like, okay, like you see where he's coming from, but yeah, you gotta stop him. But then also, he's surrounded by psychos, right? Because you know, they just want money. That's what they're there they're for. They're just in it to be mercs. Whereas, you but know, then the lead mercenary has his own little weird thing, and yeah, it was a little I, more complex. And to me, I think it was more interesting than just like Koreans bad. And it's like that makes you feel a little dirty of just like <laughs> yeah, they, it got it's very lazy. It is allowed just like here's the non-Americans, shoot them, and like it, which again is very 80s, but it was just like eh. oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, if it was the 80s, it would be the Russians that were trying to break into the exactly, White House. and Koreans are the the Russia yeah. of now. Um, yeah, and now it's kind of the Russians again. They've circled back. They've circled back. They yeah. they didn't like that they they stopped being the villains in our 80s movies, <laughs> yes. and they they wanted it back. <laughs> They're like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I see in Creed Ooh. Creed Two, you're kind of making Drago not as evil. Not going to work for oh, us. Replace us with Koreans. Fine, <laughs> we will. We will tamper with your election. <laughs> we will show you. Put us back in the. Thank you, Stranger Things. Thank you, Stranger Things. <laughs> Duffer Brothers. This we thank is, you. This is all we wanted, Duffer Brothers. Thank you for doing this. We send you vodka. No problem. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I I was surprised, but li- I didn't. I because I remember when these trailers came out. I remember when these trailers came out for both these movies because I, I can't remember which one I saw. I think I saw the trailer for White House Down first. I think that one got pimped earlier. Yeah, the, oh, well, yeah, because again, because the bigger budget, the, the bigger, bigger cast, budget. Yeah, bigger, for sure, for sure. I feel like I saw the trailer for that one, and then and then a, and then saw the trailer for Olympus Has Fallen. I remember like thinking like, two of these, huh? <laughs> two of these exact same thing that we're doing. It always blows your mind a little bit when you see this, but especially these two looked so not different. Yeah, it wasn't just a similar idea; it was the same idea. <laughs> No, these are hands down the closest two movies we've ever compared in. And especially to both be ripoffs. To both be like, what if Die Hard in the White House? Yeah, and that's, they both said that's that. an excellent point. They both had a started like a, a, a reference point that they pulled from. It's kind of like with all the shark movies we've covered where it's like, how many times can you rip off Jaws? This is like, you're both doing a Die Hard? And it's okay. so weird, like, in the same year? In the same year, in the same setting... <laughs> Using the same plot elements. It makes you feel like there's like two pitch guys who were partners and they split up and they went to two different studios. Oh yeah, well I'll sell my White House <laughs> Die Hard yeah. for way more. <laughs> Fuck you, Gary. Like yeah, that, yeah, that is how it feels. Um, but I remember I remember seeing it. I remember thinking like, oh, I remember looking at the trailers, being like, oh, White House Down looks kind of fun, and then looking at Olympus Has Fallen, like that kind of looks like trash. That looks that looks like self serious trash. That one though, yeah, it's a little breezier. By the, I was kind of enjoying it at a point once. Once it, I just, it, I think the action's a little more fun too, and kind of throwback fun. Where it was like I did like seeing just Gerard Butler just just capping dudes, yeah, and like a big old blood splatter on the wall, and like just sticking knives in in faces. Yeah, it it felt like a throwback action movie, but it wasn't trying to be. Whereas White House Down was like trying to be a throwback action movie, you know yeah, which I mean? never That's... works when you put a solid like when you when your intent is to rip something off, yeah, it really works, yeah. Like when a spoof movie is like way over the top, right? Or you know, like a satire when it's just way too hard one way, yeah. it always seems to fail. It, it can if you it, it there's yeah there's a well there's a needle you have to throw. No. Oh. I'm glad you got one of those. Uh, I know two episodes of not saying one. What am I? What am I sick? Uh, but uh, yeah, a big weakness of this movie. I, I'm listen. I hate to do this to the guy. I just just Aaron Eckhart when he's trying too hard to be like serious. It does even even in even in Dark Knight when he's like burned up and he's and he's like what does he say? But he's in the hospital and he's like, he's like, tell me or whatever. It just feels so silly. It feels like when it feels like when the townspeople in South Park get over dramatic and like, we gotta go, come on down. Like, you took her jams. Yeah. Like yeah. that's how Aaron Eckhart sounds sometimes when he's trying to be too serious and forceful. He's like, he's like, oh no, you can't do that. Is <laughs> like, a little is a little how it feels to me sometimes. Yeah, he's just stuck in that abyss, man. He is a little bit, but yeah. Uh, but Gerard Butler, he's he's muscling his way through an Which, American. Speaking accent. of muscling, he yeah. looked pretty cut in this movie. He looked good. Not three hundred cut. He's a not three hundred cut. That's that's a that's a whole cut. different Gerard. But yeah, Gerard Butler. <laughs> <laughs> but look, like I I started being like, yeah, I like I like him. He's a, I like him as an you know action what? He's star, almost a little more believable. Real... How about that? When you watch him opposed to Channing. 
Oh, absolutely. You know? Oh, no, I buy... Like, Gerard Butler... It is, As a badass, I buy that. It's too bad he wasn't an action star in the 80s. He would have been in every fucking... Oh, yeah, because uh, he could have just... He could have Scottished his way through all of them. No one gave a fuck yeah. back then. He would have been a canon film star. He yeah. would have been in all of those if he had that. Um, it would have been him and Chuck Norris going just every other movie between them. That's what it would have <laughs> been. Those two would have been the ones, too. You know, We'd be making Gerard Butler jokes today. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Who would be a better fit for White House Down than Channing Tatum? Like, I like Channing Tatum. I do, too. He was the wrong fit for that movie. Yeah. Because he needs he needs a role where he can just be charming, sexy Channing Tatum. Yeah. Oh, who? He does do less action movies now. I think he learned. That. I think he figured I think it out. He yeah. Figured out like, he did G- oh, I think after GI Joe, I think that kind of broke him. Well, because remember to a GI Joe two after they found out he was funny in other movies, they tried too hard to like make him a funny yeah. lead, and it's like that does in this it doesn't work. No, he, he can't be too quippy and silly. But you put him in a comedy, or you put him. In a movie where it is, he is just supposed to exude just charm like a magic mic because he's the one who sells that those fucking movies. Oh, hands down, is just him being so charming and yes, sexy, but also just pure charm, just charisma, pure absolutely. charisma, absolutely. You know where you know Gerard Butler doesn't really have that, but the role in Illness Fallen isn't asking for that. This this isn't. I I think White House Down is trying too hard to have a John McClane. Olympus Has Fallen is not worried about making a John McClane. No, because that is true. Because Bruce Willis has that pure he, charisma. He threads that needle. He threads that needle so well of like feeling like an everyday guy, but also feeling like a sexy, charismatic guy. Yeah. That was his, that was especially in that the was 80s his bread and 90s. Butter. That was That's his where he shit. lived. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was like his whole thing. That's how he went from being on Moonlighting to then the, one of the biggest stars in movies. Because they're just like, oh no, I just like that guy. I you like do. that yeah. guy. You inherently enjoy his characters, no matter what he's playing. Especially if he feels like a badass underdog, which is hard to do. Yeah. That's a needle to thread. Yeah. To be a badass underdog. Channing's almost too handsome. Too handsome, too charismatic. You can't quite relate with him, but yeah. John McClane, you're kind of like, well, yeah. You see Bruce Willis and you think like, yeah, he might be bad at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, but yeah. then he's got this charm and he's got this capability. You know, it's like we're Channing Tatum. You look at him and you're just like, nah, he's probably just good at everything. <laughs> yeah, he's he's one of those that I just... And if whatever he's bad at, he'll charm his way out of it. Yeah. You know, where where you don't really have that with the with your with your Bruce Willis's or your Gerard Butler's. Yes. But to back to your first question, who who would be a good for the White House down? That's an excellent question. I like this. This is fun. I wish I had. And an I'm also answer. trying to. I'm trying to put my brain in the 2013. You know, yeah, like 2013 movie stars or burgeoning movie stars who would be a great person for that role, aside from Chang Tim, because he was kind of the dude right then. He was his star was really rising right then. And this is a weird thing too. Like, also, who's building as a star at that point? Who can be pure charisma, but in movies where he's playing serious, he's not. But like, this is this is one of those like, would Ryan Gosling be good? Yeah, because he can. He's so charming, but when he tries to be serious too, sometimes he can be so little. I don't want to say yeah. boring, but close. <laughs> like, to him, he just so brooding. Do you think? To just throw another Gyllenhaal in here would be really weird, but Jake could Jake pull this off? At that time, I mean, Jake could pull it off. It's the wrong movie for him. He's where, honestly, he's where this movie lives in between. Yeah, 
the in-between tone if you get a Jake Gyllenhaal in that because he's he does have good comedic timing, but he timing, but he's also a little too brooding at times. I think he I think he fills in that role of the in-between movie. Okay, what about Olympus has Downs? Since this is 2013, yes. What about Jeremy Renner? I could buy a Jeremy Renner. I think he's kind of unassuming. I don't find him that charming, but no, I can, definitely but I not buy that it. charming. I mean, but he, he's also he's got some quips. So he's pretty good at quips. Obviously, though. Hemsworth could pull it off, but he's just too much of an Adonis. Yeah. Um, Chris Evans, if we're on Avengers. Oh God, I do love Chris Evans. Chris Evans would fill that, especially role. with a beard. If he had a beard, a beard. Yeah. Okay, I got a weird one for 2013. Ryan mm-hmm. Phillippe. Ryan Phillippe. He's also he, he's slipping into the abyss. Yeah. Uh, other Ryan Ryan Reynolds. But I don't know. Like, I love, you know I love Ryan Reynolds, but I think for this role, he's too snarky. Well, yeah, you'd want to you'd tamp that down a touch. I would need um, but he also, a bit of a horror Ryan Reynolds. But he he feels he feels like you could, he could get his ass kicked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's fit and capable, but is, is punchable. Absolutely. I guess I, I think of the role of, like, Blade 3, where he was kind of an action yeah. star there. So, yeah, I, I could see... That was just Dustin slamming his beer into every part of the mic stand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This is tough. Hey, send us your picks. Who do you? Th- How about that? That would be amazing. If you're this, you can email us. Nielsen and Pixley. Nielsen and and is spelt out of the world. Oh, is Nielsen it and, and Pixley okay. at gmail.com or our uh, Instagram page that we have not really posted on at all. Uh, we will QHE pod allegedly. Allegedly, we got <laughs> well. We, we got to put both. the headbands up, so it's gonna happen. We do got to put the headbands up. Uh, you have a great way of bringing back things. I do not remember at all. I hold on to things. There's no way I would have remembered these headbands, and I've listened to that episode not that long ago. I think when we said it, I already had it in my brain. Like I'm making That's this so happen. Good. That's so good. Um, well, thank you for the headband. Yeah. And well, I knew it would be a really good gag on Mike, so that's was what I was very, good very excited about. I was shocked you pulled that out of your pocket and had just been sitting on that the whole time. We have been we hung out for at least an hour before. <laughs> oh, there were several recording sessions, I think, in my basement where they sat in there. No, I don't think so. Oh, you already had them? I've had these for months. <laughs> Logan, months. I've been to your house several times. Oh, there's, you've absolutely been in my home? At the same time as these headbands. I've, I've been near these headbands yes. already. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. Well, thank you again for the headband. And thank you, dear listener, for going on this journey with us, for getting into the trenches of another throwback throwdown. I guess also let us know let us know who would be better in White House Down, but also what movie you liked better. I don't know. This is this is subjective. It is. It is, it is just. Uh, We're not right. Personal. We don't choice. know. There's no right or wrong. It's, we don't know dick about shit. It's what you want. <laughs> dick about shit. <laughs> but, I like that. Uh, but our winner for this one is Olympus Has Fallen, which I was not expecting. I was that was actually a shocker to me. I thought for sure I was coming out of this liking White House down. Didn't we have the same why. reaction to Dante's Peak slash Volcano, where we seem to enjoy more the more the reality. Yeah, that's true. But I, I think, but with the other one, Deep Impact Armageddon, it was much more the clown. The clown we, bullshit. We loved the over Armageddon the top. might be modern art. 
<laughs> deep deep impact is fine. <laughs> like, That's true because we did we did decide Armageddon was actually a banger. Still, I was actually amazed at how much I thoroughly enjoyed Armageddon. That's true for it being a steaming pile of chaos that I know it is. It's got space dementia. I loved it. Yeah. That's Deep very true. Is fine. So it's like, but there is that that line you ride where it's it's a, it, I think it's a case by case thing. It is. You know what I mean? I think there's one way that can be. Yeah, because I think with Dante's peak, because I, I think what it comes down to though, with all th- what they do, all three share is the story is more focused. Because even Armageddon, as much as a big explodey thing, it's about these. That's guys. very true. Because we did, we were very disappointed how Deep Impact was jumping. Deep Impact jumps around, jumping too around much, too many characters, trying to cover too much time, trying to fit in too many chapters. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Dante speaks about these people in this town doing this thing, these characters. Um, volcanoes, kind of a, a mishmash of all. It over. is. They jump around a lot too. We we do end up checking with way too many characters. Yeah. Then they end up just killing them. We're just like, I don't yeah. care. We didn't spend enough time with you for me to yeah. care. Deep impact is how is the whole world dealing with it for a year? Where Armageddon is like, how are these fucking guys going to do it tomorrow? Yeah. And they're <laughs> gonna know? they're gonna spend the next two months training in two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna sprint through that shit, and then we're gonna launch these fuckers <laughs> into space. And Aerosmith's going to play a song, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and then with this one, it's like, White House down. What if you just all these characters dealing with this thing? And then whereas this one like is almost treated a little more seriously as a hostage situation, which lasts way longer. Like, lasts a whole night instead of just a couple hours. Yeah. But we stick with Mike. We stick with Mike. There's much. There's, there's only there's, three there's places we check in with. Less check in, meandering. Yeah. We check in what Mike's doing. We check in with the bunker. We check in with the war room. The war room. Whatever, we don't exactly whatever where Morgan at, Freeman's up to. Yeah, yeah. And we just kind of do that. It's a little more focused. So yeah, that's I a think, good point. I think right now I think that's the the trick, the defining factor of these. Like which one stays on the rails a little bit more? Which one focuses on its goal? Eyes on the prize, baby. That's nice to know because if we do another one, I'd be curious to see if that holds true. I would be very. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's that's gonna do it. I for think it's gonna do it. One. Yeah. This was fun. I'm glad we did oh, this, this again. Oh, this was great. I didn't know if these episodes, if these movies were gonna be fun. I'd never seen either of them before. Oh, okay. I think I had seen. One of them, but it had been this was to the f- point where there's no memories left. This was the first viewing for both, so uh, I didn't know if it would be just pure torture. Um, and it was only a little bit of torture. <laughs> but it was, it, listen, it was fine. But I did come out with a clear winner. I didn't know if I'd have a clear winner. And I oh, did, yeah, actually. it was a pretty easy decision. And it wasn't the winner we I didn't, We didn't discuss this beforehand at all. We didn't. At all. No. No, we when we get together before we do a movie, we try to just completely avoid talking about it until because we always like to hang out for a little bit, have some pal time. Yeah, and then we get into it. We try to not discuss at all. Yeah, we'll we'll check ourselves. Sometimes we're like, nope, stop, stop. There's some movies we get together. And we're just like, boy, that sucked. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, we're just defeated. The the Voldemort the movie. We I think immediately we were just done. Yeah, a lot of shark movies stuff. We'll be together. Be like, ugh, another one of these, huh? But we'll try to avoid specific points. Yeah. We'll but if it's it. one where we want to talk about it, we're pretty good about keeping yeah. keeping it keeping it in. But um, thank you for keeping it in with us. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's it. that is it. It's done, and we did it. We did another throwback throwdown. I wonder what the we'll have to figure out what the next one's gonna be. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I didn't realize how close these two were together in release. I thought they were 
more like years apart. I remember them being the same year, actually. Okay, because I, I, I remembered having a moment. No, being that like, kind of blew me away. I was I like, re- oh shit, we're doing another one that is, in fact, the same year. I do specifically remember going, wow, two of these, two of this thing, yeah, of let's blow up the White House, two of these. I I remember yeah. specifically thinking. So that. I was impressed by that. I want to try to keep that trend as long as we can. Yeah, the closer, we can't do it forever. The but. closer together, because then it is like, what was, what were they thinking? What was Hollywood thinking? Well, why it's perplexing, happen? right? Yeah. You're just like, why? How? And you know, else is perplexing. Why we won't end this episode? We've tried so long. Yeah, you've said thank you four times. I've I said think. goodbye several times, right, and this is the last goodbye. Goodbye. Sorry, this took so long. I was just going to always think just after that last <laughs> goodbye, just silence. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Quality Home Entertainment. I'm Logan Nielsen for Dustin Pixley. Well, thanks again. This is my, another thank you because I did it out of order. But thank you, but also sorry because this took so long. Two episodes. <laughs> okay, bye. I'm going to pop on. Now that we're getting into the depths, I'm going to try to do it over headband. I'm going to try to do it over headphones. A headband over headphones. There's no way this looks normal. Let me go ahead and get... Yeah. Oh, that looks great. Even better with the painting of me behind me. Huh? What do you think about this? Huh? Oh, there we go. That guy's got one on. Oh, giving me sex eyes, too. I did. <laughs>